Top Crypto News Headlines of 2022 On New Year's Day, the market capitalization of crypto assets totaled $2.4 trillion. At present time, it has declined 64% to $845 billion. Plenty of events dragged everything down this year. So here are some of the top crypto headlines of 2022. Jack Dorsey activated Bitcoin Lightning Network payments in Cash App. In 2022, Jack Dorsey continued his support of Bitcoin and its most popular scaling solution, the Lightning Network, by adding support for Lightning Network payments to his popular peer-to-peer payments app, Cash App. Simply due to the enormity of Cash App, this instantly became one of the most important adoption events in Bitcoin's history. Cash App serves 50 million monthly active users. To help promote the launch, Cash App promised free Lightning Network transactions. Professional basketball player Clay Thompson offered to give away $1 million in Bitcoin over Cash App. TerraUSD depegged from the US dollar and crashed to $0. Investors lost $60 billion in mark-to-market capitalization when the algorithmic stablecoin TerraUSD depegged from the US dollar and its ecosystem's total value locked plummeted in value in May. At first, founder Do Kwon seemed optimistic that Terraform Labs and the Luna Foundation could stabilize the situation. That got backed up by a massive amount of buy orders using reserve funds, which initially seemed to catch UST as it was falling. The Luna Foundation also should have had more than $1 billion on hand to buy back tokens and boost the price. However, investors were not so confident. Relentless selling triggered a chain of events that caused the entire terror ecosystem to implode. Its meltdown triggered a domino effect that rippled throughout the digital asset industry. Former Securities and Exchange Commissioner Director William Hinman made millions from a pro-Ethereum firm. Through a Freedom of Information Act request, Empower Oversight received emails that revealed that former Securities and Exchange Commission Director William Hinman might have had a conflict of interest outside of the commission. Hinman famously said that then-current offers and sales of Ethereum were not securities transactions. Behind the scenes, Hinman was making millions in personal profit from a pro-Ethereum entity. Email records revealed an exchange between Hinman and the Security Exchange Commission's ethics office, in which the IT expressed concern about Hinman's financial stake in a pro-Ethereum firm called Simpson, Thatcher and Bartlett. This law firm is listed as a member of the generously endowed Ethereum Foundation. The Security Exchange Commission fought against releasing the emails, possibly because it would hurt its case against Ripple. The Securities and Exchange Commission alleges that Ripple and its co-founders raised $1.3 billion in an unregistered security sale. Hinman's opinion that Ethereum was not a security has been used by Ripple to argue that neither is its token. The Securities and Exchange Commission did not establish whether Hinman had ever divested, as he said he would. Hinman went back to work for Simpson Thatcher after leaving the Security Exchange Commission. The Bitcoin Mining Council published the industry's first energy usage disclosure. In the first quarter of 2022, the Bitcoin Mining Council published the results of the largest survey in Bitcoin mining history. 
Industrial-level mining operators claim to be sourcing 64.6% of their power from ecologically sustainable sources. Council respondents represented approximately half of Bitcoin's hash rate at the time. The report was a response to environmental concerns about proof-of-work consensus. Politicians and environmental activists have often criticised Bitcoin's energy usage. A recent White House report indicated that Bitcoin mining uses between 0.4% and 0.9% of the world's energy. Free Arrows Capital Filed for Bankruptcy The hedge fund by Carl Davis and Sue Shu, Free Arrows Capital, filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy in early July, becoming one of the first big bankruptcies this year. Top creditors included Voyager Digital, Celsius Network and Genesis Trading. Filings revealed that it owed creditors approximately $3.5 billion. Its bankruptcy was initially blamed on Terra's collapse. Its founders have remained relatively silent. Creditors and liquidators accused them of going into hiding after filing the bankruptcy. Celsius filed for bankruptcy. In July, Celsius Network became one of the casualties of Terra's collapse due to its large exposure to the Terra-based lending app Anchor Protocol. Celsius had managed to yank $500 million in assets out of Anchor Protocol before it collapsed. In its bankruptcy filings, Celsius revealed $4.3 billion in assets and $5.5 billion in liabilities, mostly money owed to investors. A judge presiding over the bankruptcy case recently ordered the return of $50 million in funds owned by users of Celsius's custody services. Voyager Digital filed for bankruptcy. Crypto lender Voyager Digital filed for bankruptcy protection in July. At the time, its CEO Stefan Ehrlich promised that depositors on its platform would get their money back, one way or another. However, the digital asset community lost faith. At the time that Voyager filed bankruptcy, it had 3.5 million customers. In a bankruptcy hearing, one customer said she had more than $1 million deposited with Voyager Digital. Voyager Digital has enumerated a staggering 100,000 creditors. Receivables included a $665 million loan to Free Arrows Capital, which Free Arrows Capital soon defaulted on. BlockFi signed a doomed term sheet with FTX US, then filed for bankruptcy. On June 21st, BlockFi announced a deal with FTX US. The exchange agreed to provide BlockFi with a $250 million revolving line of credit. FTX US also had an option to acquire BlockFi. The acquisition price would have been dependent on BlockFi hitting rigidly defined milestones. In the end, FTX filed for bankruptcy protection and so did BlockFi. WNS sued GoDaddy over its sale of the Ether.link domain. The company behind Ethereum name service sued GoDaddy over an allegedly improper sale of the Ether.link domain to Manifold Finance. ENS claims the domain's registration should not have expired until July 2023. Ethereum name service is responsible for the .Ether domains, occasionally seen on Twitter accounts. Vitalik Buterin and the individual behind the board Elon Twitter account have .Ether domains. Ethereum name service provides a way to send Ether to addresses without having to copy and paste a string of letters and numbers. Ethereum changed its consensus method to proof of stake, completing the merge.
On September 15th, Ethereum activated a long-anticipated update of its consensus mechanism, from labor-based proof-of-work to wealth-based proof-of-stake. This update switched Ethereum to a purely proof-of-stake algorithm for validating new transactions. It claims the update reduced its energy usage by 99.95%. The merge integrated Beacon Chain, which initially ran parallel to Ethereum's main net. Beacon Chain included the consensus logic and block logic protocol that the mainnet now uses. Sam Bankman-Fried hilariously claimed that FTX has $1 billion for acquisitions. As part of Sam Bankman-Fried's attempt to position himself as the JP Morgan of crypto, or somebody who could bail out troubled crypto companies, he never was, he announced the $1 billion fund for acquisitions and bailouts in September. FTX filed for bankruptcy. FTX filed for bankruptcy on November 11th. Bankman-Fried stepped down as CEO. Court documents revealed that it had $1.24 billion in cash and owed $3.1 billion to its top 50 creditors when it filed for bankruptcy. John J. Ray Third, a restructuring expert best known for overseeing the Enron bankruptcy, took over as CEO. A list of its biggest 50 creditors had most of their identifying information redacted. FTX customers complained of having their assets frozen on the platform. Firms like Genesis Trading and BlockFi paused withdrawals in the wake of FTX's bankruptcy and freezing of withdrawals. Genesis Trading halted withdrawals. In the wake of FTX's bankruptcy, Genesis Trading paused withdrawals. A quarter-free 2022 report indicates that it was owed $2.8 billion in active loans. It denied having made any losses to FTX or having any large exposure to FTX's native FTT token, but did admit trading on it. It said it had $175 million locked on the FTX platform. BlockFi filed for bankruptcy. With FTX's bankruptcy, its deal with BlockFi evaporated. This forced BlockFi to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. The filing lists more than 100,000 creditors. In a press release issued by BlockFi, it said it had $256.9 million in cash on hand, which it said would be enough to pay the bills while it went through restructuring. Gemini Earn attempted to extract money from Genesis Trading. When Genesis Trading froze withdrawals, one of its big partners, Gemini Earn, was forced to do the same thing. Genesis Trading had been Gemini Earn's lending partner. Gemini announced that it was attempting to recover the $900 million that Genesis Trading owed. It formed a creditors group that will coordinate efforts to get the money owed by Genesis Trading back. Doquan became a fugitive after Terra Luna collapses to $0. After Terra's collapse, South Korea issued an arrest warrant for Do Kwon, revoked his passport and asked Interpol for assistance. He had been in Singapore at the time. He fled to Dubai and authorities now say he could be somewhere in Serbia. He recently taunted police, inviting them to have a meeting. The Security and Exchange Commission and Justice Department filed charges against FTX. The Securities and Exchange Commission and Justice Department cited allegations that FTX mishandled user funds and violated securities regulations. According to the Wall Street Journal, the Security Exchange Commission's investigation into alleged misconduct by FTX US may have predated FTX's bankruptcy. 
However, it expanded its investigation in the wake of the bankruptcy. NFT and metaverse trading volumes collapsed 99% after 2021 hype. The trading volume of NFTs and metaverse properties cratered in 2022, after peaking in late 2021. The sandbox's land trading volume dropped by 99% from January to September. Metaverse properties' native tokens dropped in value by an average of 75%. Major NFT collections are similarly plummeting from all-time highs. NFTs that previously sold for millions of dollars in Ether may be worth only a few thousand dollars now. Even the enthusiasm for Ethereum name service domains has waned, though GoDaddy's allegedly improper sale of the Ether.link domain likely didn't help. For more informed news, follow us on Twitter and Google News, or listen to our investigative podcast, Innovated Blockchain City.